and Kaylee. We're two friends who have a lot in common. Some really similar experiences. And some wildly different ones. We met because of beer. We bonded over comedy. But maybe the thing we love most is bread. And each other. Do we though? Whatever. You know you love me. How about you just pass the bread? Yeah, that's essentially completely melted. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, nice don't... wet butter. <laughs> Nothing screams Kaylee's on a podcast than her talking about wet <laughs> spreadable butter. Lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Episode 20, baby. (laughs) (laughs) We made it. We made it to 20. Oh, man. You know how other podcasts celebrate 100? (laughs) (laughs) This is our 100? (laughs) This is our version of that. (laughs) I mean, you know, like, I know that we had so many, uh, and I mean, we still have so many ideas of things to make, but like, there's a difference between looking at a list of like breads or things that we want to bake and also like scrolling through the first season of our podcast and being like oh this is over 20 hours of our life (laughs) that's a really good way to look at it Uh uh-huh but it's probably more than 20 i mean you guys get 20 hours of our whatever but then we also have like pre and post catch up pre and post also the baking aspect of it like yeah this, the these time 20 that's go- yeah. episodes yeah. represents um, a really big chunk of time that we've spent since March 10th of 2021, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to like flip through those, uh, all those episodes and kind of think about everything we've made and talked about and where we started. Kind of a wild. lot has kind of changed. Yeah. We started this in a very I mean especially me maybe in a very different space mm-hmm. and within weeks things had changed completely changed well yeah. yeah there was that and we also we also started it during a time when like nothing was going on yeah. in our lives correct <laughs> everything was still pretty shut down yeah like uh we weren't really being social i think you may have had like one show that was in person at that point mm-hmm. you i were, was the only vaccinated one you were it took me so long to get vaccinated mm-hmm. uh i was not doing anything all i was doing was working cue to four months later and you were doing open mics every night Shh. I have a social life again. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're ending this season on, like, it felt like we'd kind of been doing uh, a lot of, like, specialty things. Like, we had the kolaches, We mm-hmm. had corn mush uh, and sausage gravy. And it was like, let's get back to just the... Just a lot of, like, food, like the stromboli. And, like, just yep. a lot of food-based or, like, not just... A straight Classic bread. bread. Just... The whitest of breads, combining <laughs> so many starches, uh, yeah. all of these things. So I made uh, potato bread uh, tonight, and while I was making it, I was just so nervous because mm-hmm. I was like, one, have never made this before. Two, this is not rising the way that I think it should be rising. This is the last episode. Wah, wah, mm-hmm. wah. But mm-hmm. you've cut into it. It looks good. It smells good. It is. It was a little uh, compact in the pan, <laughs> but this is not an airy loaf of it bread. Didn't, yeah, it didn't get a lot of aeration, but it, it, it smells, smells nice, lovely. And I feel like I always come back to this because bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it seems like it'd be a great bread to have alongside a soupy. Mm-hmm. Wet meal that you kind of dip it into. Yeah, no, um, that was so. The recipe that I used was uh, King Arthur flowers. Um, what was it? Potato bread for perfect toast. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. kind of the thing where they were like, the potato bread makes an excellent toast. Um, there was this. I would second that. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so that is kind of where this recipe came from. I also like read this like random thing that was talking about like the invention of the toaster was because this one guy was obsessed with like toasting things perfectly and he figured out the ratio of like the toast needs to be 12 times crunchier than the interior of the bread like that was apparently I the like ratio. this guy right? I love toast a lot <laughs> and a poorly toasted toast mm-hmm. sucks yeah so he uh he dedicated a, a large chunk of his life to uh to getting that that perfect toast um and he also had really strong opinions about like the bread needs to have like crevices to soak up all the butter mm-hmm. so that you get, you know, as mm-hmm. much butter as you your heart desires. We get a, we'll, we'll get into English muffins next season. Mm, yes, we and will. And those crevices. Ooh, <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just cups of butter in your mouth. <laughs> um, yeah. So, OK, like I know that I feel like you were a little bit more familiar with potato bread or like you've eaten it more than I have because I was really not. Yeah, it was not something I grew up with. It was never something my mom bought or made i was introduced to it with matt's family okay they never didn't have potato bread in the house interesting it was like their go-to basic sandwich loaf and they also also always had really great french breads and Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. they were all about like the fresh bakery breads so they were always primo on the bread side of things <laughs> but potato bread was whoa hey, hey, hey uh but potato bread was like the that's what you're making toast on if you're gonna make a sandwich that's what it was on peanut butter jelly, any kind of that was their primary bread where growing up it was like a whole wheat mm-hmm. nutty grainy seedy version of you know yeah. a bread and so that's the first time i was introduced to it and i think because it's it's not gluey like white bread, uh-huh. which I was never into as a kid. But it was like still like fun white bread. I got, I got on board. Okay, I don't. I still don't buy it or seek it out regularly. But um, that's that's where it was introduced to me, and I am a big fan of it toasted. Yeah, I mean, the way that this sliced up, I'm like, oh, I could see this being very good for toast or even like a grilled cheese situation because we know i love a grilled cheese oh i definitely think this is a grilled cheese bread especially yeah if it's like thin enough and just that Mm -hmm. do you like i know this is not great but like i love an american cheese like gross fake grilled cheese sometimes i love a good grilled cheese as well but (laughs) No, because, uh, and I think I made this for you one time, like, so the grilled cheese that I grew up with was Baby Swiss, and that, like, that was always the cheese that we had, and it just gets, like, so stringy, it melts so well, and there's, like, I love, I love a white cheddar with some goat cheese situation, Mm -hmm. like, that... Yes, I'm like, all on board for a good luxury three yes. cheese, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, put some bacon jam on it, you know, like, or onion jam, whatever. I'm yeah. Here. But when I go back to, like, what I want a grilled cheese to be, it's a baby Swiss because that's what I grew up with and that's what we always had. We didn't really have, like, that was the main cheese in our house. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we were definitely a cheddar house and then American cheese was, like, a special treat. Okay. But that feels like, even like at the grilled cheesery, mm-hmm. that classic American, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, that fake, I mean, I guess American, I don't know. I'm not talking about like craft singles, but like true American cheese is like, we not maybe totally <laughs> cheese, but it is good. It's adjacent <laughs> to cheese. It's delicious. It's fine. Baby Swiss is, I should try that more. I forget about other options because yeah. now like... After we got married stuff, Matt was like a sharp cheddar guy. Mm-hmm. And so our house always just has sharp cheddars or like white Vermont something. Like yep. it's always that line of cheese. I think, I mean, sharp cheddar is typically what is in my house now. Mm-hmm. But um, like I from Ohio, I brought back half a wheel of baby Swiss cheese because mm. I was like, I'm going to make some sandwiches. I'm going to make some grilled cheese. And it's just like a homey treat now at this point, which is kind of fun. Oh, mm-hmm. I should I should look into that. Mm-hmm. I just um, broke the bread of... Ooh. <laughs> <clears throat> Still got that cough. 
It's still oh, lingering. Um, I just broke the bread apart. Okay, it's very soft. Okay. And it's got a good crust. Well. <laughs> Can you hear that? Um, a thin crust. Mm-hmm. And a very soft... It's not dense in like a heavy way. Yeah, I was really worried that it was. It, it like you're right. It does look soft. Um, and I can, so this this bread not surprise. Oh, first bite. Uh, this bread not surprisingly had some ingredients that I've never put in a bread before, which was interesting. All right, what is what are the thoughts as you're chewing? Is this like a decent? Is this a decent bite? Yeah, this is a great bite. It is dense. It's um. Maybe not as light as a store-bought potato okay. bread, but um, this is good. Okay. It's got a lot of flavor, too. It's not like a bland bread. Yeah. So um, there were – so it started out with um, – I halved the recipe because um, it was like this will make That's why two... you got half the rise, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did make sure that I did not, or that I didn't put in all the yeast. Uh, so yeah, maybe. Um, no, so like it called for like four and a half cups of all purpose flour. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was, uh, a quarter cup of low fat dry milk. Uh huh. Oh. Which is not something I've ever put in a bread before. Um, and then three fourth cup, um, like mashed potato. Um, so what I did and like the recipe was like, just like, you know, prick a potato, throw it in the microwave three minutes on one side, three minutes on the other Mm -hmm. and let that cool. Um, and then scoop it out and put it like directly in with the flour. Then it was like two teaspoons of yeast, two tablespoons of oil, um, two teaspoons of salt and I'm trying to think I think that was about it actually yeah huh. and then I just like kneaded everything together let it rise for almost an hour and a half patted it down and then put it in the uh, loaf tin or whatever. Let that rise for another 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, so are you shaping it and putting it in? Or does it... What's the texture? Is it pouring in more like a soft bread? Like No, a- it held together fairly well. And that's why I started getting worried. Because according to the recipe, they were like, uh, this is a fairly like loose dough. Like don't... You know, like it has a lot of moisture. Oh, mm-hmm. there was also water in the recipe. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a cup and a quarter of water. Um warm water and uh it was kind of like it'll be fairly loose like just uh let it rise in the bowl in a greased bowl for an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and then they were like you're not really going to be able to get too firm of a shape on it okay so just like um flatten it out a little bit and then put it in the loaf tin and it was holding its shape when i after it had risen like it had a decent rise to it but it was holding its shape and i was like oh no this is this is a little bit uh, firmer than I think it's mm. supposed to be. And then put it in a grease tin, let it rise for another 45 minutes, and then baked it at 350 for 45 minutes. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder why, do you know why you think that it was a little firmer? More water, weird temperatures, it's warm today. Mm. Mm. That was a good yeah how you like it i like that yeah it's good bread i think this would be great toasted some jam some that has a really nice flavor and that it has more flavor than i expected yeah i think more than a store-bought potato bread does Mm -hmm. um that is super interesting Mm -hmm. um so one of the things and like I, i will admit i am fairly bad at this with like bread is like when they talk about measuring out the flour they're like spoon it into the cup measure and I don't always do that because like they don't want you to like pack it down and I didn't really do that so I'm wondering if potentially I had more flour in there like a little bit more flour Mm. than the recipe was like actually calling for um as opposed to doing it by like measurements or mm -hmm, grams by weighing it yeah yeah um so that is kind of my only uh guess as to what it is because i was like the potato had cooled off a decent amount i kept the salt and the yeast separate it was warm water like it called for so like i followed everything um but i did kind of i was like 
I had bought like brand new like instant yeast because it called for instant yeast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the yeast should be good. Like everything on yeah. here should be fine. Um, so I I really wonder if like maybe I just had like a touch too much flour. I mean, even so, the flavor. I don't think it, any of that would have changed the flavor, and it's delightful. This is a soup bread. This is a toast. This is a this is a classic bread. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah, you I'm... are so wor- worried, and <laughs> it's not the prettiest bread. No, no, it's not. But but this is it's one we're gonna eat all of. <laughs> <laughs> I reserved carbs for tonight <clears throat> just for this. Well, I'm glad that it was like, I think it's worth it. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you did cut me a thicker slice, which is like sabotage, I think, probably, <laughs> than your like nice little thin slice. I'm sabotage, not pure love, wanting you to have something <laughs> that will make you feel joy. One of those. <laughs> uh, no, so I I looked up um, like what is the origin of like potato bread, like where does this come from? And it was kind of interesting because it was like Ireland kind of popped up, um, India popped up because mm. they have like a almost like potato flatbread. And then there were other things like potato pancakes where it's like, you know, you essentially just like my mom used to do this. Oh, I don't know if your mom ever did this. I love this where like mashed potatoes for like a big Sunday lunch. Um, if she had a ton left over, she would fry them, like make potato pancakes, like add in a little bit of egg, some onion so that they would stick together. Never in my life have I had that. Oh, you would love it. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> um, but so I was like kind of looking at all that and I was like, all right, potato, like mixing, you know, potato with flour in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form is kind of all over. But one kind of interesting thing that I did um, discover was, do you know what country potatoes are native to? It's not Ireland. It's not Ireland. I think it's America. It is Peru. Yeah, that's what, that was my second <laughs> guess. <laughs> uh, which, I, like, I, I, how would I have known that? I have no idea, but I, I did not know that. So I was looking that up, and um, in, like, the 17th, 18th century, like, you know, when all the colonization was happening and, you know, mm-hmm. food was spreading around right. and, like, all of that. They were um, spreading their seeds in more ways than one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to Uh, to get one in, okay? (laughs) There's your one. Now you can relax. (laughs) Um, But uh, apparently um, in France in the 18th century, there were like a lot of famine, a lot of wars happening, and there was just like obviously a shortage of food. And this pharmacist was trying to convince people to eat potatoes because people were really reticent to eat them because they thought that they were like filled with germs they were from a different country no one knew what to do with them they were just like not interested but he started doing all these experiments and trying to figure out like how to like this is a really cheap food this is a easy way to keep people full for a long Mm -hmm. time like how do we do this i feel like so many breads like traditional breads come back to that how do we fill bellies because we're running out of cows and you know carrots or whatever we're running out of nutrients um well yeah so he started um like make kind of making like a potato bread and it kind of took off i also saw this thing where it's like he started hosting these dinners with like benjamin franklin and like people in france who were like higher up to to like essentially start a potato trend to get people to like trust it which I thought was, like, so interesting. Because, like, when I think of potatoes, like, I mean, that feels like a pretty big staple in French food. But apparently that only goes back, like, 300 years, which is super hmm. interesting. Yeah, but I think most culinary, I mean, 300 years ago, yeah, you were dealing with what was what you had. You weren't able to curate and get, you know, gather all these delicious things to extort I don't know I could be wrong but I feel like 300 years sounds about right for people to start experimenting with foods they weren't is the original using. fusion apparently mm-hmm. um no so that was uh kind of one of the one of the interesting ways in which like potato bread came about because they kind of realized um 
that using potatoes as a form of starch was cheaper than using wheat and it was more available. Mm. And so it kind of was one of those things where they could sub out some of the wheat for the potatoes, cheaper, keeps people full, all of that stuff. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm into it. Yeah. I, I'm still thinking about this flavor. Yeah, the flavor is... I think that I think maybe what's more shiny is it has flavor. Mm-hmm. It's not a very, especially when it comes to white breads, it can be sort of flavorless. And it is. You got to bounce back on that. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. like it's soft. Yeah, it is soft, and the crust the crust is so thin. Look at that thin yeah. crust. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That feels. All, all the photos of like sliced potato bread, I mean, this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's, I'd say it's like maybe a little bit taller and airier, um, but that crust yeah. is correct. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, how good does it feel to not be a bust on the 20th episode? It feels very good. Good. Very, very good. Because we've had some mm-hmm. throughout this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. We've also had some wins. Mm-hmm. Major wins. <clears throat> Still getting that bite down. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Oh, man, that's two. Oh, I went for two. Within five minutes. Hmm. <laughs> I would say that was a podcast record, but it's fucking not. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Um, yeah, we should ask someone. Um, find all the dick jokes in season one <laughs> and report back. And then do it. Yeah, just, just, just do it. You don't have to, though. <laughs> I know what I've done. <laughs> um, do you have... what? Do, okay, this wasn't a flop, so this doesn't go in the flop category. This does not go in the flop category. In the last, <clears throat> you know, few months, what's your... What do you feel like the biggest flop was for you? Uh, 100% the muffins. Yeah. They want they were a flop um for for multiple reasons like one it was just like again it was the recipe however i have made a ton of muffins in my life yeah and most of them have turned out so well did you go in so confident i was excited about it because i was like oh i'm doing a savory muffin kaylee loves savory things this is gonna be great i'm so Mm -hmm. pumped Mm -hmm. and then they just turned out so flavorless and dense and i was so annoyed um so i think as far as like when i look at the list of like everything that we've made i really do feel like muffins was the thing that... Do you need a redemption episode? I think I'm going to need a redemption episode, and I'm going to request that it be a pumpkin muffin, Mm -hmm. because... I know your strengths. (laughs) They're so good. They're so good. They are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you? Do you feel like... What was the flop for you? I think the biggest flop was the Mexican breads. Yeah. That was like... (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to be into them, and I just think we, I don't know. I don't know if it was us. I don't know if it was them. I don't know what the problem was, but. (laughs) I fully think it was those breads because, again, like, they were just all the same and not enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But we did not, yeah. At least we spaced our flops out pretty far. We did. We did. Um, (laughs) What is the, what's the favorite thing that, we've eaten like this season for you i oh i know well there's (laughs) (laughs) i think the thing that i most enjoyed making was the focaccia yeah you better say that right i know Mm -hmm. um i that whole process was really fun and kind of relaxing and the toppings i just want to eat the toppings again like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm excited for things to cool down so that i want to be in the kitchen again yeah really um i really liked that i really liked i don't know i don't know (laughs) i would say the pita but i think it was less about the pita and more about (laughs) the whipped feta (laughs) can i tell you have you been to lucky threes yet uh-uh. It's 
the new bar right over here by us that's owned by the same people that run Pearl Diver. Okay. So um, I've been talking with them from a food and beverage standpoint because I think they'd be smart people to collaborate with Mm -hmm. if I work on my opening a club and all of that. And so I've been talking with the owner back and forth. And um, I went in there a couple weeks ago and had a whipped feta topped hot dog with what with peppers. Oh, I know I historically hot dogs are not my go to thing, uh-huh. but that's all they have. And they're like all these amazing, delicious hot dogs. Oh, my God. It was whipped feta, mm-hmm. spicy honey, and um, yellow bell peppers. Stop. It was one of the best things. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> that is really exciting because I was really sad that like Donut and Dog have like shut down and are yeah. might reopen at some point. Yeah. So I'm glad there's like another hot dog situation, but like literally never would I think of putting whipped feta on a hot dog. It was fantastic. I can't even. Oh my God. We'll go when I return uh-huh. from Colorado. Uh-huh. It was like, what is this? Um, yeah, because it's sort of like a upscale dive is sort of the thing. So like hot dogs mm-hmm. make sense, but it's like they were so good. And I was like, see, these are the masterminds I need in my life. <laughs> this is the kind of creative thinking I need in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think I think back to that episode pretty fondly just because – all of the spreads were pretty good Mm -hmm. and the whipped feta really took it home but um again those were both things i made that i had never attempted before yeah and the pita was fine Mm -hmm. you know whatever but the focaccia was delightful i have thought about that focaccia uh <laughs> so often because like even like uh when we were at craft brew the other week and we were like talking with people about like you know breads that we made and we mm-hmm. talked about the focaccia and i was like god those onions the brie like <laughs> the fig like I, like it all came back and i was like yeah. i just want to slice like mm-hmm. that's what i want so mm-hmm. no that is definitely uh, a standout for sure yeah yeah no what about do we get into anything like do you oh, do you have a favorite episode unrelated to food yeah yeah that um that is kind of one of the things i was thinking about i i think um the episode that was just like so fun and that i like listened to probably the most because like I, I think we yeah was um number three the no need bread because that felt like the first episode where it was like one all the shit had just blown up in your life and so we were we were drinking a lot but it was also (laughs) like that bread was so good and i feel like yeah we hit our stride with talking about it were we like yeah and we were like oh that was we got our like that was we had like so much energy in that um so i loved that episode a lot i also really liked the biscuit episode Okay. Um, because one, you were like so in love with the biscuits that I made, but also I still think about that apple butter because I ate all of the apple butter you gave me so oh, you quickly. Did? Oh, it it's been gone for like two months. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. No, that okay. apple butter like is <laughs> is no more. And I did the whole thing where I was like scraping the inside of the jar with like a wow. piece of bread to get every last drop liked of that some nectar. Of that. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like a bear. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know how you're talking about uh, physical hurt with the honey like the other night? No, it wasn't that bad. Um, but that episode was just like a lot of fun. We were talking about, you know, why we'd moved to Nashville, like all those things. Yeah. Um, so that was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one a mm-hmm. lot. That one's a good one. I think one of the things, um, my favorite thing that I made that I was really intimidated by was actually the cinnamon rolls. Um, okay. Because they turned out so well. Uh, and I had always been nervous to make them because my mom like made such good ones. I mean, there's nothing like the pressure of your mom to uh, make you nervous about <laughs> making them. They were, they were very good. Again, not your without thing. frosting. <laughs> 
and then I think one of the biggest surprises for me and and something I will definitely make again was that zucchini bread. Like, oh yeah, that man. zucchini bread was really out. Like it stood out from a traditional one for sure. Yeah. Was there an episode that really stood out to you as being just like super fun that you really enjoyed? I mean, I've been trying to think about this all day, like knowing we were coming in. And um, here's the thing. My recall is shit. (laughs) And I listen to these at least two times all the way through when Mm -hmm. I'm editing them. And (laughs) I don't know what we've talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like if I go back four weeks and listen, I'll be like, I hate that person. I don't know why I said any of that. Like, who am I? And I think it's a combination of just being like, there's so many things happening in my life right now Mm -hmm. on every level that I just like can't, I'm not retaining information like I should. Um, But I do think like, I think you bring up a good point when we got into the episode three, like we finally figured out our stride a little bit and we've had some like lulls in episodes, but at least we kind of had our footing for like, okay, this is what it could be or should be. And we're going in the right direction at this point. Well, and also (laughs) like, it's been so interesting to realize like how much like if we're excited about what we're eating, that that makes a huge impact, which is why like part of the reason I was getting so nervous with this bread where I was like, fuck, it's going to be a shit episode because we hate what we're putting in our mouths. Uh, And Kayla's going to be like, I wasted carbs for this. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for really enjoying what we have in front of us and even the things that have been like totally fine Mm -hmm. maybe not like crazy delicious if we can at least like get behind what it is it does make for a lot yeah Um, and i think one of the episodes that was like also just like really kind of surprising just because you had never made it and turned out so perfectly was the stromboli also i mean i don't think i've made many things that i had already made yeah is that accurate I think that's accurate for you. The fry bread, which I was like not the greatest fry bread I've made or had, but that's the only thing that I had like really done in the yeah, past, I think. You did soda bread and that was new to you. Mm-hmm. Um focaccia, stromboli, pita was new. Yeah, it was all new stuff. So I will say going in blind on most of these yeah. i've done all right yeah uh I, I would say all right is lowballing it i would say that you've done really really well great. it's been great, fucking great. delicious <laughs> um yeah i don't know mm-hmm. that's pretty good look at us go right i also think it's like interesting like we talk about those lulls or like things with energy where i think when we started this like we knew it was going to take time, mm-hmm. but I don't think we really thought through like what that was like, cause putting out an episode a week, recording, planning, all of the things, editing, it's been, it's definitely been a commitment. Yeah. It really, I think it was more of an undertaking than, I don't know. I don't know. I think we knew it was going to be work, but I think starting it when we had like nothing going on. Yeah, I mean, that was was part of it. We had a lot more free time, Mm -hmm. I guess, if you will. And so now it's finding the balance of like, I mean, it's twofold, though. Like in the beginning, editing took me way longer because I was like figuring it out on the fly. And now I've got it down Mm -hmm. to where sometimes I'm editing as we go. And sometimes (laughs) it's like I know the four places I need to cut. And I think we've also gotten better Mm -hmm. at editing ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we have a lot less to cut out. So the whole thing's (laughs) just been, it's gotten smoother and smoother and I can knock it out the night before, which we've been doing more of because we've been running out of time. We'll record, edit and upload in the same night. I was going to say, I mean, when I got back from like Detroit, it was like, all right, we've got an episode coming out tomorrow. We got to record tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Um, so no, I've already, it was kind of funny. I was going for a walk, uh, the other evening and I was thinking about like, well, one, I walked outside of my house and it was like 95 degrees mm-hmm. and I was like, please fall, come soon. <laughs> um, and then that of course, like let me down being like, oh, I'm excited to bake again. Cause like, I think that's another thing. We didn't realize that we wouldn't want to bake in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems Turning your oven sense. between 350 and 420 <laughs> at any given time feels like hell. It, it's, a, it's a bad decision. Um, yeah. But it kind of made me think about like, ooh, like what should we do or what things are we excited? And mm-hmm. it's like um, one of the things was we talked about doing like soup bowls. Yes. Bread bowls. Oh, I mean, so that is going to be on our list. I think the one thing I'm, I'm going to try to take on – one during this break is starting my sourdough starter i think because i won't have to do anything else related to it i don't have to bake or like Mm -hmm. and get that process started i have no idea i'm gonna have to go and do all the research and learning but that's my goal so that when we come back we can try a true sour bread from a true starter see how that goes yeah because that feels like the ultimate well, it really does. And I feel like there are so many recipes out there that are all about the like, oh, use your sourdough discard for this, like make sourdough waffles, like yeah. all of that stuff where I'm just like, that sounds amazing. I'd be into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sourdough discard. Mm. <laughs> just fermenting, growing, mm. living. Yeah. Yeast. You have a living thing <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Besides your kids and your dog. Or, yeah, your kid, your dogs. One kid. Let's not Mm. add any more to that mix. There's almost like, you know, another one, but. (laughs) (laughs) A very grown Mm -hmm. one. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Um... But no, it'll be fun to to regroup and then to to plan it out a little bit more, because I think we definitely... We definitely realize, like, we don't want to start every week being like, what are we doing this week? Yeah. We need to have more planned yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, We'll get there. We'll we figure will. it out. We'll have a lot of time off. I know you want fall to come, but I would just love for, like, one more pool day. We've just had one. We've had one whole day this whole summer. And I know <sighs> we were spoiled last year because we had literally nowhere else to go or be. Yeah, but also, like, the weather has mm-hmm. been part of it where it was, like, Last weekend it was rainy. I think the weekend before, the two weekends before, I was out of town. Yeah, and so it's just been no. I'm I'm right there with you. It looks like it's gonna be nice on Friday, and I was like, mm, of course you're gonna be in Colorado. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I'll be out there by myself. Yep. Um. But yeah, hopefully when you get back, we can have an August full of pool days. I'd yeah. be into that. Yeah, because well. I really think you need to not have a nine to five is part of the problem. <laughs> I just need to get on like your schedule. <laughs> yeah. If you could do that. So we could just be at the pool all day on a Wednesday mm-hmm. and then just hit all the open mics. Because Juniper starts school. Oh, shit. That's so soon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, her dad is out and working and what like what am I gonna do all day (laughs) be alone which you like doing (laughs) yeah but sometimes it's not super healthy for me (laughs) that's fair um well I will still have summer Fridays until Labor Day so like oh good yeah so we can start at one o'clock oh that's too late I mean, um, I want like a 10 a.m. start. <laughs> I mean, you can get started at 10 a.m. and know that I'll join you three hours later. How insane will it be that I finally get tan the last four weeks of summer and then immediately start fully covering my body? <laughs> like, Let's I be real. Like, it doesn't get cool here until the middle of October. No, that's true. Like, you got a long time to show off that tan. Don't, <laughs> don't lie. I thought I was going to be so tan for the wedding. <laughs> And I'm, like, medium brown. Like, I'm barely above my base right now. And uh, so then I just chose a longer dress with longer sleeves. I really need to you to, like, meet my mom in the summers. Because when I say that when I went home and she was nut brown, mm. I mean that woman does not look like a white woman. Like, she she gets so tan. I don't understand it. Okay, what is her heritage? Because I've been trying to understand this too. Because I get brown, mm-hmm. I have the cap- I have the the ability to get really brown. Mm-hmm. You've seen, yeah. 
And I am 99.9% European. So I want to know if your mother and I have the same strain of European that toasts nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, she's predominantly like German and Swiss, which you are not. No, Swiss also feels very white. So, so white. Um, But I think part of it is like, like when my parents lived in North Dakota, a lot of people thought that she was Native American because she has like these high cheekbones. Mm. She tanned a lot. She had black hair, like all this stuff. And one of my aunts was talking about how like, I'm trying to remember when it was like when Attila the Hun was like invading like everywhere in the world. There was like this whole thing where like the Huns came through Europe and that Mm -hmm. apparently is like it's very rare to be completely white because of that. I know that is why. Your my results are baffling. <laughs> I pulled up my results and compared them with a friend the other day. And I didn't even have to scroll. All of my results were on one screen. <laughs> and they were scrolling through like Africa, Asia. And I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like no trace of brown or big assed. And I don't appreciate it. Well, I mean, there may be no trace, except that you are, like, brown and big ass. So, like... I must be be DNA, like, genetically flawed. That would probably explain everything else wrong with me. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's some things to look forward to on our break. Oh, for sure. What are you looking forward to when we get back? Um, I mean, I'm just like, like I was kind of talking about, like with bread bowls, I mm-hmm. also kind of want us to do something like a baking challenge where we're like doing a, um, like four or five recipes in a row that are like building on each other, whether that's like a bread oh, type of thing. Yeah. So that we kind of have like that framework and we're also like, cause one of the things I was kind of thinking about was have my skills as a baker gotten better like through this or like Mm -hmm. have I pushed myself in that and I think in some ways I have like I'm getting more comfortable with yeast it still kind of is one of those things where I'm like I want this to turn out well what do you feel like the the challenging the most challenging thing for you has been to like do the cinnamon rolls the cinnamon rolls 100 percent yeah yeah because there were a lot of steps with it the recipe itself was like complicated but it turned out so perfectly yeah and so that was like really exciting um does that give you confidence to start trying things that you haven't yet yeah it gives me confidence you've sort of stayed more in your lane right well the yeah. things you've made i well that's one of the things where it was like i have um made a lot of the things mm-hmm. that i made this season mm-hmm. um not everything i would say it was like 60 40 okay um, of like 60% of stuff I made, 40% was like new. Um, and so I'm kind of excited to, to try new things and push myself mm. a little bit more. Get uh, intimate with your yeast. Yes. That wasn't even supposed to be dirty. You're the one You're that made it dirty. So naturally dirty though. Um, <laughs> if you guys could smell me right now. <laughs> well, if they could just smell this room right now, cause it is hot in it's here. It's hot. And we're both in skirts so that our legs can air out. It's a whole thing. It's a mood. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that's kind of what I'm excited about is being like, yeah, like let's get better at this. Let's get more mm-hmm. comfortable with this um, and hopefully get more comfortable uh, having the occasional flop. Mm. Yeah, you take the flops a little hard. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a flop. It was not a flop. Photogenic? Nah. No. Edible? Yes. Absolutely. Very. Um, Also, some of the ugliest food we've had has been the most delicious. (laughs) So good. The sausage gravy? Mm. Photos unnecessary. You know what sausage gravy looks like. But it was good. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um... No, it'll be it'll be good to have a break, and then it'll be good to get, to come back. Cause like I, I think when we've taken breaks, when we've kind of like uh, banked up episodes, mm-hmm. like especially when I was in Florida, there's a part where I was like, oh, I miss this. Like I miss like baking or thinking about it or recording or like yeah. just kind of like working through it. So I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna be 
well, it's not like we're not going to see each other the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, the podcast, our friendship is now only the podcast and we will not hang out outside of it. I mean, that was something we had to like be intentional about uh-huh. at one point because it was like, the only time we see each other is to go on the record. <laughs> yep, yep. And that, like, that's also kind of like one thing that I want to make sure like doesn't happen as much because it was, that did happen for quite a while. Yeah. So, uh well, now that there's so much more to do and mm-hmm. a new variant, so maybe we'll go into lockdown again and it will be our only thing. I, I mean, that Delta variant this fall, I do feel like it's going to rip through and everyone who has not gotten vaccinated, it's just going to... Survival of the fittest, baby. <laughs> and by the fittest, we mean the smartest. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, it's... Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't foresee. I think people now are too, uh, they're going to fight it way harder if it were to go back to that status again. But um, no, it'll be good to regroup. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting to think back, like I was thinking about that first episode of the pod and where we were kind of talking about like, this is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. like pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zones, like in very specific ways and kind of thinking about like oh like have we have we done that have we gotten more comfortable like voicing our opinions and putting things out there and kind of like working through our shit and I think I'm speaking for myself like yes and no uh it's been it's been interesting to to record like this and just be like oh that's that's out there permanently now (laughs) as like a thing but I think there's also like uh when I've listened back to episodes to like edit or or to do whatever where I've been like oh I can uh like I know how to edit myself yeah on the podcast now which is like internally which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting yeah you do have to regulate and just be cognizant of who's listening Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I mean, the feedback I've gotten the most, and maybe this, this is on me because I know I do this, but like multiple people who know me in very different ways have expressed, they're like, I'm learning a whole different side of you. I'm learning things about you. I've never would have, I've never would have had the conversation with you about because it would have never come up organically between you and I. Yeah. And now I'm hearing this thing, you know, these things about you because a lot of it was, you know, digging into like where we come from and mm-hmm. what's shaped us into what we are now and all that kind of stuff. And so that's been interesting for me to like sit back and be like, oh, there are significant parts of my life that are only shared with certain people. Mm-hmm. And I compartmentalize a lot of my relationships and <laughs> friendships. And and so now this is like, again, another compartment of it, I guess. Yeah. But it's definitely not things people in my life knew beforehand okay so it's been like it's fleeting but sometimes i'll be like oh my god now they know these things about me (laughs) but it's like but that's who i am it Mm -hmm. is part of who i am and so like i guess if you like me you have to like all of me (laughs) i don't know that kind of stuff but like you know james specifically has reached out multiple times and he's like who are like who are you (laughs) like this is all new information it's like i mean it was always there yeah but i think they're uh i think it's the opposite for me in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. uh with all of my friends that listen i mean there was i think it was like emily who texted me and she was like um i did not know about your first memory that is horrifying like what's going on i was like oh yeah um i shared that publicly (laughs) didn't i (laughs) weird um but i feel like a lot of it has been uh just like a uh oh, like, we really liked this thing that you baked, or, like, you and Kaylee are really funny together. Like, you have this, like, mm. uh, dynamic. And I think a lot of my friends are just, like, similar to your friends are just, like, she's fascinating. And I'm just, like, yeah, she's lived a lot of lives. Oh, about she's me? A, uh-huh. Oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Whatever. They should find you fascinating. <laughs> mm, they know about me already. <laughs> I'm not compartmentalizing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Uh, but no, I like, I think, I mean, everyone brings out a different side of you. So it's interesting yeah. to think about like my friends who bring out different sides of me listening to me hang out with someone who brings out like a, a different side, I think mm-hmm. is, is one of those things. It's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, it is. Especially. Yeah. Cause I am, I know. Cause I have, we've talked about this. I have mm-hmm. very specific limited friends, right? Like mm-hmm. limited friend group, like close friends that I'm giving anyway, anything personal to. And I am pretty wildly different with all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and not like, cause anything's like hidden or like not for them to know, but like you're my friend in this way. And that's, these are the things we do together and you're my friend and you know me in this way. And that's why we hang out and do the things we do and have the conversations we have. So it's been, I, I can't fathom you like the way you share. Cause you, you, you share so much of yourself with everyone. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) All right. That is to you. That's true. I think you're also forgetting that like the way in which I'm open with you or open like I may be more open with more people. Yeah. But if you think about the other side of me that refuses to open up and like will not be available to things, I think you're forgetting about that side of me where it's like you like the openness that I bring to like the people I actually trust. Mm -hmm. That openness is not available to like 98% of people. So I'm not right. open like this with everyone. No, but your close friendships, you're they're all sort of on the same page as yeah. like, with where you're at. Yeah. My close friends all have different chapters. <laughs> <laughs> and that's sort of how I feel about my life. Like, you knew we were doing this period, so you know this version of me. Mm-hmm. And then the next group of people know me during a different chapter of my life. And yeah. they have that version of me. And then so when I see them again, I just fall back into like, who was I at 20? Who was I at 25? Who was I at, you know, like, it's sort of just these, like, pieces. And I feel like I've had 5,000 lives, so it's like... <laughs> you have had, like, <laughs> like I think that's the thing where it's like you've gone through so much. So, like, I think in, in that regard, like, I get that. I guess I look at it more as, like, I also have my friends from, like, my different periods of life, but they've stayed with me in kind of a similar capacity not everyone but like like i think about like karen in colorado who's like known me since i was 18 like Mm -hmm. we're now at such different places like you know she has two kids she's married living in colorado i'm you know single in nashville like doing whatever but like we're just as close now and she knows just as much about me now as she did at 20. And I think about like Betsy where it's like she met me at a really (laughs) we met each other at an interesting point where it was like we met because of our job in Ohio and we were I'm trying to think I think I was 22 she was 24 and we were trying to figure out like that whole like Mm -hmm. adult life thing and being like how do we do this what is this and it's it's wild to think now to be like she and I haven't lived in the same state in six years and yeah, you know, we talk at least once or twice a week. We stay updated on like, you know, things that are going on. And I feel like we changed and grew together in this really fun way where I think mm-hmm. of her as I'm like, she's the friend I became like an adult with in some right. ways. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. And I do yeah. with my college friends too, but like just in a different way. I mean, I still talk to the people I was closest to pretty regularly, mm-hmm. but just about the specific things the thing well just like what we speak about yeah like yeah no i think uh, i think sometimes that like pops up in our friendship where it's like i look at it as a like i'm gonna tell you what's going on for the most part mm-hmm. and like you will not always be as forthcoming <laughs> <laughs> and i have to remind myself to not expect you to be me but it's, mm. sometimes I think there's like judgment there from you about how open I am or how I'm like, oh, this is like what's going on. Mm. And so I think that's not judging you. I don't I just <laughs> I don't want to be open about everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. There. I mean, I've done this historically my entire life, like. I mean, we can get it. Like when Matt went to rehab for whichever number, whatever, whenever he went, 
he was living in a four hours away for eight months before my parents found out. Like, I just didn't tell people. Yeah. No one I knew knew. None of my friends knew. Like, I just, I, I keep a lot of things to myself because it was like, ah, this is mine to deal with and it's not something that needs to be shared with anybody. And <laughs> I think I still do that a lot for uh, about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like to handle things on my own. I like keeping things to myself while also seemingly telling everyone all of the things about me is what this has felt like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird balance. It is. Yeah. I think it's more of like in the moment things that don't need to be shared. Mm-hmm. Like I have to figure it out for myself before I uh, divulge it. Yeah. I think that makes sense because in some ways uh, I tend to lean more the opposite way where it's like I'm a verbal processor. And so mm-hmm. like sometimes for me, hearing it out loud and working through it on my own like helps me kind of get to a certain point or hearing someone say something that I disagree with helps me figure out like what I actually think about something where I'm just like oh no that's completely wild I'm not doing that yeah helps me kind of be like oh that's where I stand with that okay cool yeah not me uh, I would probably be better at therapy if I was a verbal <laughs> well but I think I think sometimes like whenever I've gotten to a point of like making major changes in my life, what I've noticed is like, that's when I quit talking mm-hmm. and I, uh, I keep things to myself at yeah. that point And that can be a really healthy thing, which I probably need to do a little bit more of coming up. So, yeah. I mean, I think I, I have to, I think I like to sit in things a lot more mm-hmm. because I have also found, because I've had so many experiences that are like, extreme or wild or you know whatever um it's all fleeting and so sometimes I'm like I don't need to put all this out there because I probably won't have these big feelings in three days yeah and then it will have subsided and then I can be rational about it so I just like sit in it and just like let it let the feelings let the whatever pass mostly or not you know just see what actually resonates when it's all sort of calmed down if you will (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I hate being reactive and like something happens and like if I like immediately tell someone and then I'm like god damn it like shaked out and it worked out differently and now like now you see it or hear it or think this way about it when it's actually something else so I do try like you know yeah and I think that's good to a certain extent but I think sometimes you know you maybe bottle up situations and feelings for so long and don't get an outside perspective mm-hmm. on what's going on in a way that is not always healthy for you because my perspective is the best perspective mm, sometimes it's really not <laughs> outside opinions are invaluable I pay someone to give me hers, and that's about it. And she has a PhD, so you take that seriously. That's and exactly that's right. Uh-huh. She is a doctor, therefore I will allow her to speak to me differently. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You got to trust science, okay? God, as long as you trust something. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think this has been growth. I, for me, I don't know. It's definitely been exposure that has been interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now we'll come into the next season and see how see how much more change Uh, that is the thing and you know like it's also this like weird thing where I'm like obviously we are not you know sharing everything that's going on in our lives in minute detail or or Mm -hmm. anything like that but Mm -hmm. I also think about this as being like oh how are we well I mean I think I know how we're gonna feel listening back to this in like five years but like (laughs) we're gonna be like we were fucking clueless or it's also gonna be like this is our um Oh, your blogging phase? Like, yeah. <laughs> just sitting in the archive somewhere. Uh, uh-huh. But no, like, I kind of think about that where I'm like, oh, this is like this really weird, like, time capsule yeah, almost is. of us and also, you know, like, yeah. this time. I think, 
I I mean, I like it for that reason. It might be super cringy. Some of it's already super cringy, but Mm -hmm. it might be super cringy in a few years. But I think that's only going to, like, be able to show us, like, I think good or bad, but probably mostly good. Like, look where we were. Look what we were, like, struggling with or dealing with or thinking or our mentalities were such this way, whatever. And then being like, and it all worked out. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it played out completely differently than we could have ever seen, and we're fine for it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I started, like, um, Juniper's birthday is coming up, and I have, like, obviously a lot of tons of photos and, like, some videos and stuff, but, like, so many of the videos are, like, such short clips mm-hmm. that I don't have any, like, long form of her, like, talking or her voice or whatever. And I always, like, look back and or I'm, I'm envious of, like, people that have home videos and their audio and their little kid voice and everything. So I made her come in this week and record her reading her birthday list, like the, Aww, just the stuff yeah. she wanted. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah. But now it's like always this like audio bite that mm-hmm. you'll remember her, the way she was trying to read, the way she like her reasoning mm-hmm. for which toys she wanted. And, you know, mm-hmm. just like what was she into when she was turning eight? And yeah. I don't know. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> I love that. Well, and you're all, like, that also reminds me of like, maybe that turns into a thing you do every year, maybe not. Yeah. But like, I always love how you take her school picture mm-hmm. at that one wall and like, have oh, what yeah, age and like what year photo. it is. Yeah. I know. That's, that's really cute. September. Yep. <laughs> My biggest fear is that gentrification will take that building down oh, no. <laughs> before she's at her peak height <laughs> if we could just get to like sixth grade and she's uh-huh. like probably gonna start plateauing <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hope the city holds out a little bit longer on that yeah or they don't paint over the mural because otherwise we'll just have to count how many bricks are on the <laughs> make my own my own chart <laughs> yeah no but yeah. all right mm-hmm. Got lots to look forward to. Um, we will start preparing the newsletter. Mm-hmm. I think focaccia will be on there. Oh, 100%. Zucchini bread will be on there. Mm-hmm. Biscuits. Biscuits. Whipped feta. Mm-hmm. Apple butter. Yeah. That's also, I, 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 I do want an apple butter making day. Oh, we will. In the fall. When it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think September would probably be good because that's sort of apple seed. Is that when people start doing their fall photos and like frolicking with so. their boyfriends and their sweaters yeah. and their tall boots and the hats and the white pumpkin women patch on, Instagram. on 12, 12 South? Yeah. Yeah. So that's when that starts. Yeah, maybe that'll be a because the beauty of that is it's just a crock pot. It's not like ovens and it doesn't get too hot. Oh, that's that'll be good for September. I think that's a good September project to look forward to. Hot. Apple butter jeans, boots (laughs) with a a lot of carbs. I don't know. Maybe. When will I be done with this? I was just going to say, I was like, when we start back this episode, like. Hold on. You could be a whole different person. Calendar. Just real briefly. I'm going to pull it up. Week one. Right? Yeah. Let's look at a calendar. Will you be done with this by my birthday? Let's see. One, two, three, four, Don't think so. five, six, seven, eight. Um, wait, one, two, three. I know how to do math. <laughs> you guys, I'm definitely not the intellect. We've established that in episode one of this podcast, but uh, one, the two, three, back four, of five, my six, knees seven, are sweating. Eight, it's so hot in here. Um, yeah, I think the week of August 29th into September, September 4th. That's the oh, last perfect. week. All right. So I guess I'm going to go on a bender mm-hmm. the following week. Is mm-hmm. it? The f- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just be so snatched, as they say. Oh, God. I hope not. I will say I'm only a few days into this, and I know the weight number's irrelevant, but I've lost five pounds. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly just all the bullshit that was already in my body. Uh-huh. That's not actually <laughs> the effect of anything, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Or also like you've just been, you know, sweating a ton. Could be that as well. Mm-hmm. 
well, she yelled at us today while we were working out, and she was like, "You don't burn fat through sweating. You burn fat through <laughs> you burn fat through shitting, pissing, and breathing. So you better breathe harder." Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's an experience. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening to us. For those of you who <laughs> left a review, it warmed our cold, cold all hearts. All four of you. So, so much. <laughs> um, no, this has been fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to coming back to season two. Yeah, the newsletter will be fun. So during the off season, I want everyone to cook all the things, <laughs> and then we want to be tagged in your photos, <laughs> and we want to see the results of our laborious <laughs> efforts. Yep. Um, thanks, everyone. Anything else you'd like to say to the people? I don't think so. Would you like to thank your parents or Christ or anything mm, for getting you here? Well, none of them know about this, so no. <laughs> I think mine are about to learn about it. <laughs> so, yeah. season one opener will be me apologizing <laughs> to my family. <laughs> or season two. We'll come back with an apology because I think my daughter will be telling them this exists mm. when she sees them in a few days. I don't think they could get through a full episode, so. Why? Because they say fuck and I like dicks a lot. That and also <laughs> just like, yeah, I feel like the first two episodes we really like go into oh, the yeah, family we, shit. Yeah, we were really uh huh letting some stuff out. Yep. Yeah, so. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so curious. Like, one, if she does tell them about it, if they listen, and then if they talk to you about it, like, that will be such a... Oh, my mom. My mom would bring it up in, like, the weirdest way. Oh, um, uh, I saw this, uh, (laughs) she will, yeah, Mm -hmm. it'll be a Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, guys, this was great. I can't wait until, uh, we can turn our ovens on and not want to die. Yeah. It'll be great. Can't wait to that. To, to, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was, you said it more eloquently. Let's just wrap this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye.